Welcome back to the long-awaited return of Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves, Raymond. My name is Alex Shear, and I am your brand spanking new elected mayor of beautiful Limbrook, New York, U.S. of A. How are y'all doing tonight? I know you can't answer that. This is a podcast, but I am going to ask that same question to my two friends who also join me here in the beautiful town hall of Limbrook. Firstly, Adam Rudy. Hello, everyone. Adam Rudy here. I am. Thank you for emphasizing spanking right at the top, Alex. I am the director of the spanking department here in Limbrook. Uh, they don't get enough love. So proud to be part of, of this local government and, uh, you know, being a dedicated public servant. And just to be clear, we're using spanking. And this has come up a lot. We've had a lot of parents coming to protest at the town hall. We're not talking about cap not capital we're not talking about capital punishment nor are we talking about corporal punishment we are talking about spanking in the colloquial spank bank etc this is minute one of the podcast (laughs) we're already seeing our listenership go down but not quite as bad as when chuck from uh, the capital punishment department got mixed up (laughs) and that one guy was spanked to death that was a it's not cap it's not capital punishment. It's capital reward. Yeah, I'm also clear. joined here. <laughs> Spanked in the colloquial. I'm also joined here by Mike G. Hey, everybody. That's me. I'm Mike G. Uh, I am the newly appointed uh, termite tourism co- coordinator for the town of Limburg. So happy to be back. So happy to be talking, Raymond. Let's get into it. I'm, I'm here. For Absolutely. It. So, guys, what's on the agenda today? I'll tell you. I have the papers. It is... Season 3, Episode 1, The Invasion. When Marie, Frank, and Robert get uh, a taste of their own medicine. When Ray, Deborah, and the kids come to stay while their house is uh, currently infested with termites. Uh, I think it's an interesting episode. I'm excited to speak about it. Um, For those of you living outside of Limburg, I should clarify uh, my first mayoral decree, which I made right before we began the show. Uh, which was to broadcast the episode all over town so that all of the beautiful villagers of Limbrook uh, can experience this all at once and uh, openly discuss it with each other and us, uh, you know, as uh, as we go about our lovely day. I think it's a great, uh, great little movement, and I'm interested to see how, uh, how people will be reacting to it. I will say my department was not pleased about you cutting into the public access adult entertainment channel that we maintain with episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, but it the, the public seems to be taking it in stride. Sorry, in spank. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes... I'm... Sometimes you gotta spank the spanking department. You know, I will Ooh. say that uh, that uh, Father Father Billy o- over there was not happy that the adult entertainment s- system was on the television right as people were leaving church this past Sunday. That it was yeah. A, we uh, are we do love day. Father Billy, uh, of course, the head deacon at the Church of Spanking, um, <laughs> the adult oriented Presbyterian congregation. Um, but he, I think he'll come around. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Emphasis on you know. around. I yep. also did just get a memo from the newly established Church of Spankin, which of course was Adam's first uh, decree in his position. Uh, they wanted to give a Gruten Tootin Spankin shout out uh, <laughs> to uh, Sebastian for donating to the Baronzo, and I can't believe it. Wow, congrats, Sebastian. Hey, here's a spank on us. 
we did just receive uh and, and now I, we get a, no a more money real time memo from Sebastian requesting a refund. Yep. But uh, all sales are indeed final. Sorry, Sebastian. <laughs> I think it, it's great and it's hilarious, Alex, that you set up the public memo fax machine to where the memos immediately fall into the garbage can. Because yeah. Alex, if there's one thing Alex has, it's a mandate and he is running with it. Absolutely. Speaking of mandates, uh, every night on Church of Spankin at 8 p.m. mandate mm-hmm. yeah no it's uh you know you know honestly with the four of us here uh sorry with the three of us here i was thinking <laughs> paul, about sebastian in spirit paul paul please. the fuck out of here we rarely after the last two seasons the last two seasons we didn't really even get a second to breathe let's just take this first moment of this first episode of season three a new kind of start for all of us to just kind of take this nice Beautiful moment of silence. <sighs> Whose fucking phone is that? Who? That that's your, that's in my, the case. It's in the mayor's case. The that, red phone, classic phone. red phone, big siren oh light on yeah. top. I thought this was just decorative. Let, hey, yeah, take the the, uh, the cake Hang thing on. off of it you. there. Yeah, okay, yeah you gotta got get, shatter the glass in case of emergency. Yeah, yeah, yep. take the, the cake so- topper thing off and then shatter it. <laughs> I know how to answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I, I'm answering the phone. Uh, hello, Mayor Alex. You are you are on with with the mayor. Hi, my um, my house is, and this is embarrassing, infested with termites. Um, I'm think- sorry, sir. Uh, that that can't be possible. I just hired a new secretary of termites. Termites shouldn't be anywhere in Limbrook, right, Mike? Right. You said you specifically said termite tourism. I invited termites to Limbrook. We we have like we had the sidewalks replaced so that they were all wood so that the termites could have could feel welcome here. We yeah, spent it was like a real millions like, of dollars on that. It was a real like nineteen hundreds like Ellis Island promise that he made to the termites of like, you know, the streets are paved with gold. We said streets are paved with wood. And with wood, yeah. You know, before you said that, I really wish I pressed the mute button on this phone. Yeah. You didn't happen to hear that, did you? Uh, sorry, I was. My kid is running around throwing corn dogs at my uh, father-in-law. Um, oh, great! I. What did you say? Sorry, you're coming to. You are coming corn to. Corn like, dog. I. I will. I will send. Uh, my best guy, um, who is who knows all about termites to deal with them, and you know what? Uh, as an apology for this inconvenience, uh, he's gonna he's gonna bring along with him an uh, an un baguette avec du fromage, just for you, my friend. Oh, uh, we, okay. don't, we don't do French. We don't, oui, we don't oui. do that's a fucking anymore. punishment, you asshole! We, we don't you do, set termites on this land. That feels deeply insensitive. I'm when, not gonna when lie can to you. We, when can we come? Um. Well, I mean, I usually wait until un baguette. Uh, with two fromage is on Spankin' TV. Uh, for to. Um, sorry, ask me that again. We'll be right over. <laughs> uh, you can come over like now would be great. I mean, they're halfway through the beams in the ceiling, and it is a tall building. So uh, you know what? Uh, uh, you know the the grand administrator of termites or whatever the hell, and myself uh, are going to come see to this Tourism. personally. Uh, we'll see you in a moment. Okay. Adam, do you mind holding down the fort while we deal with this fucker? Yeah, no problem. I mean, I'm going to have 
my guys come in here because we do need to crank out some content for you know local government purposes for, uh, for spank tv yeah but we'll clean up after don't worry i would hope so yeah that'd be that'd be great um great just yeah we don't want the mess on my desk again also because that's the new home to the king and queen of of termantia so that would be uh that would be great kill those the febreze is under my desk what <laughs> febreze kills termites now no, Febreze for, uh, for you know, the post uh, whatever happens oh, oh, in here. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to think about it. Mike, take your hairy chest and come with me. All right. That's we fine. cut to Mike and Alex in the back of like a succession style, um, like black SUV and spoiler for the last scene of succession, Mike is clamily putting his hand on top of Alex's. You okay there, buddy? Yeah. I'm doing great. Um, I just realized that my first job as a uh, termite inspector man is, uh, or termite tourism guy is uh, not what I thought it was, and it, it's kind of freaking me out. And I'm just yeah. now noticing that there are ver- there are a lot of parts of this Uber that are indeed made of wood, like that was the style. And um, I'm a little nervous because I did tell Timmy Termite that he could reside in my uh, chest hair out of, uh, out of you know, kindness. Timmy and, Termite uh, in really- the chest hair. Mike, I yeah. think I think you greatly understood under uh, un- misunderstood this assignment. I need you to kill termites. I don't need you to give them a new home in Lynbrook. This people don't like termites. You know what? Now that you bring that up, that makes a lot of sense. Um, feel like it's a little too late now. For God's but- sakes, Mike! What are we supposed to fumigate all of Lynbrook? We just saw an episode about what happens when you do shit like that. You can't do I that. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, in the episode, it worked out pretty good. It could work out good here. What? What? what did, did you not see the chaos that ensued? We cannot do that here. To, they also got closer together in the end. Come on. The, mo- the, the kids got to spend the time with grandma. The whole town of Limbrook will have to come live with us at Town Hall if this continues. I listen. I don't want to be that close to them. I just like listen. Well, first of all, this is actually the first time that I've really gotten termites. Have you ever gotten termites before? Not that I know of, but you know how they are. Yeah, they're, no, they're very, very subtle. We see that uh, as Mike and Alex are talking, the wood parts of this vehicle are slowly disappearing as termites devour them as it as the as the driving happens. Um... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, like, I've never seen the tent. I've never seen... I mean, I've seen the tent, but I don't know what actually is entailed there. Um, so, I mean, I know it's unlivable, but also, like, I like carnivals. Maybe maybe that'd be good for the town. You never know. Mike, it's it's getting windy. Can you close the window? Uh, yeah. We see the yeah, window. The, the wood <laughs> that's supporting the window is being devoured, and the window falls onto the road and smashes. Um... And the little partition in between the driver and the passengers rolls down, and we see that it's a termite. Hey, you guys talking about the uh, the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond that was on today? Yeah, yeah, season three, is, episode one. You see it? I is this is this Timmy? Yes. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Thanks for letting me out of your chest hair. Uh, <laughs> hey, Timmy. No problem. Uh, yeah. The, see, this, Timmy's a friendly guy. I like Timmy. Timmy's Timmy's cool. Thanks, Timmy. man. 
when did you get your driver's license? Well, actually, I, the reason I asked Mike to let me out is because I only have my permit and I need my 50 hours. So God damn it. Hang on. I'm getting You're doing great. Yeah, Don't one of you actually should be sitting in the uh, passenger all right, seat. All right. I'm up here. I'm up here. Which, Mikey, this should be you. Okay. You're the termite guy. You know, I've... Maybe you don't have to kill them, but we they can't just be free in Limbrook, especially these ones. They're getting can, smart. Can they you drive not cars refer now. to me as you know uh, can you not refer to us as they or these ones? Like that's that's kinda rude. I'm sorry, what what are you I'm pronouns? driving you. <laughs> My pronouns obviously are they them, but I'm not uh, singular. Alex bows his head in confusion. Singular. Listen, all we're saying is that they're, they're, they're not here to cause problems. They're just bugs. They're just here to here to hang out. Uh, and as Mike yes. says that, one of the windows falls off and he grabs the back windshield and holds <laughs> it in place like there's nothing nothing wrong. Hey, Mike, you, uh, you you working out there? Why are your hands up? No, no, it's good. It's all good. I'm just well, Anyway, I'm just Timmy, you, you, I guess you saw the episode, too, because, yeah, you know, mandate. I was super excited because we finally got to see the Ode to Joy intro instead of the conveyor belt one and the, like, fucking weird anti-gravity one and I fucking hated for all of season two. <laughs> and now we got to see the Ode to Joy one, which I thought, like, was so much better. Such inventive camera work. It's, like, inventive. Oh, my voice cracked right there. Oh, oh my God. Uh, I'm, Timmy. uh... I think I just my I I just went through puberty. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say. Holy good for shit! You. I mean, termites. Wow, have, you gotta get new pants, termites man. Termites have a. What you say? Termites have a short life, but still. Yeah, I mean, I'm only what is it? Two days old now. Um, so I'm yeah. really hoping I can get my 50 hours in before like three days from now. Um. But I was just saying, like, I really love the Ode to Joy intro, like inventive camera work, like I. I like the sort of like action movie, like die hard motif they were going for. It was really, really great. So much better than the anti-gravity. What do you guys think about that? I Mike, absolutely agree with you, Timmy. I'm going to be honest with you as I lower my voice to making me so... I don't want to sound less... Oh, did you just anti-gravity. go through puberty too? I just kind of went through puberty. It seems to... It's going around this season, you know. Yeah, <laughs> puberty is definitely catch. Oh, I think my voice it's is getting it's lower as, as my... Yep. Got a bad case of puberty in this car. Anyway, I liked the Ode to Joy. I think that it's actually much more fitting as of the, uh, you know, aura of the show as a whole. You know, I think that it, it captures the essence of the of what makes the show fun more than the anti-gravity opening, which made no sense, or the conveyor belt opening. Or for that matter... I, I mean, don't... The, the playset opening got pretty close. That was fun. But Ode to Joy is better. I don't like it. You don't like the Ode no, to Joy. I don't like it. I'm sorry. What's What's wrong with it? I I'm sure if Adam was here, he would also be upset because we all have. I have always been the black sheep of opinions about Raymond openings. I guess. I mean, anyone listening, if you want to back me up here, uh, I I like the conveyor belt and I love the anti gravity. I like the anti gravity. This one just doesn't do it for me. I feel like it just kind of feels a little generic. Uh, like it does convey the idea of the episode without words, and I appreciate that. <clears throat> but it's longer, and it's got like a you know, it's got like the typical like, like you know, classical music over like intense slow motion like action, um, and I feel like that's just been done a lot. And I also just like I, I don't know, it just feels. A little on the nose to me, and I liked. I, I kind of like. I strongly disagree with that. I think that in general, it was a very, very innovative opening. Well, I will say that I was not a huge fan of the font that they used for the 
uh, actors, but I do like that they started doing with uh, Doris Roberts as Marie and with Peter Boyle as Frank. I thought that was a like classy that. touch complete. that really shows deference to those actors. You're complaining about the font size. Timmy, I didn't realize that you were such a stick. Timmy, your balls are now on the gas pedal. <laughs> we are going 80 miles an hour. Yep, my oh balls my are God. dragging along the road at 80 miles an hour. Uh, we, we and just this car is it. made of wood and it is sparking, so I don't know what's going to happen. We just passed the house. Okay, I'm just going to... Uh, Watch hey. out! Cut to... <laughs> Cut to the cut to the termite house. All right, I'm starting to see why these termites might be a problem. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, that did not end the way I had hoped. To be completely honest with you, Mayor. Oh, ah, oh, you don't fucking say, Mike. Listen, oh I didn't God. know they were gonna eat the wheelbarrow. That's all I mean. Okay, they ate through the brank line, and I hi. just hi, sir. I'm sorry, Alex. Hi, nice to meet you. You hi. are. I am uh, Diane, and uh, this is my son, uh, Floyd, and my daughter, uh, Petri Dish. Well, hello, Petri Dish. That's a lovely name. You know, I had a dog named Petri Dish when I was a kid. Um, um, did you, you know? I Please don't associate my daughter with your dog. I think there's sort of a different... I'm already... Dogs can ha Dogs have human names. Um, sure, but humans don't usually have dog names, and I sort no, of no, and I'm, I'm not saying Petri Dish is a human name. I, you know, I now have a dog named uh, f like uh, Frank after you know Peter Boyle's character uh, on ELR. But you know, no, you know, I, 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 as a kid, I had a dog named Petri Dish because you know uh, of of the great Petri Dish Fredrickson who founded Limbrook. Well, we I mean, named her Petri Dish because she was a test tube baby. Um, different reasons, but still a beautiful name, you know? It's all good. Because um, our son is named after where he was conceived, which was in the uh, in Floyd Mayweather's hotel room because my husband is Floyd Mayweather. Uh, How have I not met you yet? <laughs> I try to keep. I'm I'm new to town, and I've mostly kept to myself so far. I just have a really busy work from home job. I do well, calendars for the uh, Hallmark Company. Cool. Well, welcome to Limbrook. It's a very peaceful town. Nothing interesting happens here. I promise. Uh, your house as is going to be fine. Her, as we see her roof collapse because the termites have officially eaten away at all of the structures for the roof. Lucky for you, I brought my best guy. Mike, you see that? Yeah. You're going to get to go fix that. I don't know how. Oh my god. This is this is not I'm going to be honest, I'm new to town, but this is not great. And if this is how things are going to be, like I might just have to call Floyd and say we're moving back to Vegas. No, because... no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before that, Diane, why don't why don't we why don't we go inside? You could show us around, uh well, there's... show us all the all the light switches. You know, there's not much to show you besides yeah. the light switches, of course, which are made out of plastic, because most of my house was made out of wood mm -hmm. and that is now all gone as you can see. Yeah. I so... see that now. Well, listen uh, Diane, you definitely did the right thing. After you realized you had termites, you called the mayor's office. That was absolutely <laughs> yep. the correct move. 
event. So I'm glad you're here. Glad we're here with you. Well, I did uh, notice when I got here that the phone book is real short. It's just the mayor's number. So I feel like the mayor is mm-hmm. going to end up handling a lot of stuff around this town yeah, that, that maybe would yeah, that, seem out of the purview of a normal mayor. You see, that wasn't the phone book. You can see right there it says, Welcome to Limburg, signed Mayor Alex. But I appreciate that all the same. I'm glad you called us just the uh, just just the same there. Um, you know, uh, this might take a while. Do you have any, like, family or friends you might be able to stay with while we fix up your house and get rid of the termites? Well, I guess I could stay with my mother-in-law. Uh, oh, that sounds I mean, nice. I did- oh, God, no. I did. No one should be forced to do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to go over to Mrs. Mayweather's house. And, you know, she had a guest room, but since we moved out, she's turned it into a... I'm sorry, since Floyd moved out, she's turned it into a crafting room where she makes boxing rings. Um, so I guess I'll just have to sleep. You really think... You can't, like, put me up in a hotel or something with government Hang on. money. I, I'm sorry, Dan. Let me speak to my associate here for a second. Mike, come over here. Yeah, yeah. Please I'm uh, going to be honest that. with you. I kind of agree. I, I, was ta- I, was, I don't want her to stay with us at the city hall. Like, I mean, I know we have well, like she's those. She's never like, staying with us at the city hall. I, I know we have like those 20 deluxe guest rooms, but like, you know, I I, I keep my figurines in we there. We cut yeah. back to city hall. Uh, uh, so this is the presidential suite, as you can mm-hmm. see. Uh, mm-hmm. 16 foot Scott. ceilings. This yeah. used to be the Department of Public Health, um, but we fired all of the people that were doing the vaccines. You know, obviously that was a big push that Alex did. So now this is just a big bedroom. Yeah, I noticed that it's good. It's great that you named it the president because I noticed there's Chester A. Arthur's uh, photograph hanging over the bed there. That's, that's yeah, it's all, and that's what's great about the town hall is that it's all themed after Gilded Age presidents. So we, this is the presidential suite. We've got another one right next door, which is also the presidential suite, but that one's Rutherford B. Hayes themed. Right, um, right. So, I mean, I think this is this is obviously our nicest room, uh, Mr. Tyson. So, I think you're going to be incredibly comfortable here. Right, and we did we did honor your request to have a king boxing ring put in. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do have a question though. Yes. When do I get this spanking? Cut well, back. I want to cl- <laughs> Uh so we back we cut back to Mrs. Mayweather's house. Yeah. So anyway, Mike, uh like obviously we have the Tysons coming in. Uh we can't afford to yeah. keep this woman anywhere near them. Uh, especially, you know, you know, no, like she could accidentally smuggle a termite into the into the town hall. We don't need those things in there. I again object to the term smuggling to refer to these honored guests, but I I do appreciate the uh, sentiment there. I think that that would be indeed bad. I, we wouldn't want to see Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather go up against each other. That would be that would be a terrible terrible uh, image for the town of. Lincoln. Okay, no. so here's the plan. We get all the uh, the boxing rings. From her mother-in-law's house so that she can have a guest room and stay there. I think that's what we go. I think that's what we yeah. go. Great. Yeah. Great. You do that. We cut to uh, the other Mrs. Mayweather's house. I'm sorry. You want to... What? You know Who are you? Hi. I'm the termite tourism coordinator uh, for the town of Limbrook. Oh, of course. A- Hi. Mike. Um, what is it? Mike. Uh, Jamaica. Right? Sorry, Mike what? Jamaica. Mike Jamaica is my name. With a G. Mike Jamaica. Mike Jamaica. With a, I'm Mike G, but I go by Mike Jamaica. Yeah. 
but my name is Mike Jamaica. But I go by you, Mike you Jamaica. are Mike G, but you go by Mike Jamaica. So you want to no. be referred to by as Mike Jamaica? I would like to be referred to as Mike. Actually, I don't really know why the last name has to come in here, but I, you you have my name now for my business cards and and and, and things of that nature. On who's at the door? It's this. Uh, what are you, the termite uh, boss? What are you? Termite tourism uh, coordinator. Oh, it's the termite tourism coordinator. Floyd the Senior. oven's beeping. Give me my corn dog. Yeah, sorry, I just put in fifty-two corn dogs. So, can you, come on in. Come on in. Um, oh, do you, you. want thank one? You. Can I have? Yeah, I would love one of the corn dogs. Actually, uh, it's you know, great here's because... one, and then you can put the other one in your pocket for later. Um, here are your yeah. fifty corn dogs, dear. Ah, excellent. One, two, <laughs> two, three, four. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so this is my six, husband, Floyd Sr., seven, and he's entertaining, obviously. Eight, this is, you might recognize nine, the owl from the Tootsie ten, Roll commercials. 11, 12. <laughs> I do actually. Sorry, Tootsie I, I was going to say, 15, a Tootsie Pop commercial. No, no, I was, was going to say, he is very good at counting. 18, um, I, I, okay, so I have a, I have a favor to ask you. You know your um, you know, daughter-in-law and your grandkids. Yes, they live across know, the street. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the thing. They have termites. And we kind of wanted to know if we could take the boxing rings out of your basement so they have a place to stay while we while we clean that up. I don't know. I mean, I am working very hard in preparation for the big match. I mean, I don't know if, you, if you're aware, but Mike Tyson's in town. Obviously, my family just moved here. Um, oh, shit. Uh, what I is forgot it, to say 40. <laughs> oh, he's got to start one, over. Two, and of course, you'll see he has three, to tap each one on four, his chin. Uh, five, I, I noticed that. Six, there's, he's there's he's actually, an odd bird, but he's, there, he's there's my a husband. Lot of, there's a lot of cornmeal on his chin after 11, counting the first four. Yeah, he likes them soft, 15, so I only cook them a little bit. 15. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, you know, I'm, I've been commissioned to do these for the big fight that's in town. I don't know if you know that Mike Tyson's in town. Obviously, my family just moved here. Um, and other boxers have moved here as well, such as Rocky. Um, and we're going to put all these boxing rings together in the center of town and have a big uh, 12-way fight. So I kind of have to continue working on them. I'm sure you understand. I, I do. I do. I do accept. It's the biggest order my Etsy shop has ever gotten. Okay. What if we got, gave you a bigger Etsy order? Would that, would that cancel it out? You're going to buy more boxing rings from me? Then... I'm done counting. Oh, good I'm job, honey. <laughs> See, he doesn't eat them. He just <laughs> likes to count them. I was going to say... And burn um, his chin with them. Well, I would love to... Actually, this this brings me to my next great question. Would you be willing to sell me 400,000 corn dogs? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I have that would many that, in the freezer. Would that be enough for you to get rid of the boxing rings? So you want me to cancel the order... For the boxing rings, the, I, of which I've already done three of, but I I can scrap them because yeah. you're going to pay me so much for my corn dogs. Cut mm -hmm. to Alex. <sighs> Maybe Mike was the wrong person to send on this mission. All right, we cut back. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, let me consult with my husband. Dear, uh, sorry, I know you're going to bed, but I just wanted to ask you real quick. This man has asked if he can buy 400,000 corn dogs from us if I stop the stop making the boxing rings. Is that okay with you? Or I know you're really pushing for the big fight to happen, but... Can I still... Do we have more corn dogs for me? Yes, dear. We still have all the... You know, we bought out the factory, so we have plenty of corn dogs. We cut back to the corn dog factory. <laughs> we sold all of them. This is great, guys. Where the hell the corn we dogs go? We sold all of our corn dogs. What am I going to no, do for Grandpappy, work? There's no corn dogs here. Grandpappy, we, are out of corn we dogs. sold all the corn dogs, and now you can finally retire. Excellent. I'm going to go buy me a corn dog factory. Wow. What a guy. I'm unemployed. Shut up, Junior. We cut to the um to Diane's house. Uh Alex and Mike are coming back over. Uh a petri dish, can you uh just uh put my french tapes away? I I just Wait, am too embarrassed Mike, to do them right now. I'm too distracted. Like what so, the what the hell did you do? So you like corn dogs, right? Who are you asking? This? Are you talking to me? Sorry, I, let me come back over. I was doing. No, my well, actually, this is a good question for you. Do you like corn dogs, Diane? Does Petri Dish like corn dogs? Uh, yes, I believe we were eating corn dogs when you came in. Oh, right before dinner. Perfect timing. Great. How would you like to have a lot more corn dogs? I, I mean, I guess you know, I, I can always use more. The kids love them. Floyd loves them. Uh, good, how good. many are you talking here? Four hundred thousand. Um, oh my god! We don't need. Mike. We don't need to eat all of them. We could have a few. What's the? Uh, how, are you giving? Is this a gift? Ye- yes. Yes. Well, all right. I mean, we do have pretty big freezer. So if you want to go downstairs and throw them, I guess sure. Yeah. I'll take Mike. them off your yeah, hands. Sure. Do you? Do oh you my remember? god! That's a massive freezer. Yeah, it goes all the way down and goes into like a Mr. Freeze kind of cave thing down there. Uh, it, it it was here when we bought the house. Well, I Mike, you're giving me real fucking Deborah vibes in this. Deborah, right what now. are you, what are you talking about with the Deborah vibes? You're fucking. You're doing like some sort of like insane solution to the problem, and just I I feel like oh, are there's you guys a much... talking about uh, the episode of Everybody Loves Raymond that was on today, season three, episode one? Yeah. Oh, but yes, I good. Thought, you followed your dictations. Well, it's hard to avoid. I I thought um, that Deborah, when she was so jazzed about being passive-aggressive towards the Barones, I thought that was a little bit of an overreaction on her part. I thought, like, yes, the Barones habitually annoy you, but just because Marie felt uncomfortable doing her French lesson in front of you... Uh, means that you're gonna unscrew their fridge. Like, I wasn't totally on board with Deborah in this one, and I'm Team Deborah, and I was before I moved here, and now yeah, that I, I'm I here, saw, I'm I saw your T-shirt, T-shirt yard sign. Yep, or it was yard sign until the termites got it. <laughs> nice. Um, no, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, it's, it's just. I think Mike, you could learn something from this episode. You know, this is only gonna end as in disaster. I think Deborah was justified, to be perfectly honest with you. She did a lot of creative solutions. It's not her fault that they didn't work. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
I will say though, I will say that uh, I did enjoy the pa- the most passive aggressive scene of every Baylor stream that I've seen in a while, in which uh, which was the French lesson scene when they when they sat on the the couch and stuff. I like thought that. that was legitimately hilarious. Um, Marie good. turning off the lamps as she's trying to like <laughs> freeze Deborah out of the room, and just the. Um, she repeats the first like French prompt and then she looks over at Deborah. I don't know if she's looking at her for approval or just for like attention. I don't know, but it was just very, very funny. Her whole like physicality in that scene. I agree. I absolutely agree. I think it was, it was brilliantly acted brilliantly everything. Um, but yeah, I mean like ultimately Deborah's just sitting there. I get it. We all want our alone time, but at the same time, Deborah's not bothering nobody. I gotta give I, I Deborah credit here. She deserves I mean, <coughs> a comeback. She deserves to get back to, at Marie. That's all I mean. Like, at all the times Marie, like, barged in on Deborah's personal space, like, Deborah does it once, and it's a big fucking problem for Marie. Like, it, it's kind of, it's it's almost like kind of, like, it, it feels good to see the shoe on the other foot uh, uh, for once. And, and, Mike, I think the big question we're all knowing, and Diane, you weren't here for all of this, but Mike has <laughs> Mike has a history with French people. How'd yeah. you feel about that? Uh, it was episode? a little bit scarring, to be perfectly honest with you. Mean? Again, don't uh, you don't need to worry. There was a whole Voltron. There was a guillotine. It was a long story. Um, you should listen to our podcast. Everybody loves everybody loves Raymond. And go subscribe to the Barones. Is that Barones what Zonas. came over the air raid siren earlier? Because we were trying. That was at, what two a.m. We were oh, trying to yeah, sleep. Yeah, no. My my second decree was to hire the Blue Angels to fly over and, uh, you know, shout that to and drop speakers playing. Yeah. Everybody loves everybody. <laughs> yeah. Loves Raymond oh yeah, I did hear a, a fighter jet fly overhead, and it sounded like a guy was leaning out of the window and shouting about. Uh, something. He was shouting about your podcast? Just an ordinary day in Limburg, New York, my friend. Okay. Uh, have we solved your problems? No. <laughs> what do you my mean? My house is still gone. I Are you going to provide me with alternative lodging? Maybe we should just your, call a Your mom's gotten rid of all the boxing rings. Your mother-in-law's gotten rid of all the boxing rings. You can go stay there. And oh, well, you that's can learn good. the lessons from... Yeah, just don't be passive-aggressive, and I'm sure she'll be happy to have you. Well, we'll see. I might take a page out of Deborah's book this time. Um, Kids, pack up your things and make sure to bring plenty of bleach. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. No problem. Mike, put your hand down. We don't take tips. I really appreciate you guys asking my mother-in-law to move the boxing rings out of her guest room so that my destroyed house can be repaired. Ma'am, we get really fucking personal with our citizens here. I promise you that. I would prefer and you don't swear in front of my children. I'm sorry, Petri Dish. We'll we'll call a carpenter to get uh, your your roof all figured out. Mike, What's you your other carpenter? kid's name? We were so fascinated with Petri Dish, I forgot Floyd. the other kid. Floyd. He's Floyd the third. He's Floyd the third. He's the third. Yeah, it That's looks like right. he packs a pretty mean punch. My father-in-law is Floyd Sr. Obviously, my husband is Floyd Mayweather, and my son is Floyd the Third Mayweather Johnson. Hyphen. Um, is your next son going to be Floyd forever after? 
I am not planning on doing a George Foreman thing, who's in town, by the way, with my kids where multiple of the same generation have the same name. But I will encourage, just to keep the tradition alive, because it is a beautiful tradition, I will encourage Floyd III to name his kid Floyd Forever After. And we can look forward to that in 30 years. Uh, well, Burn. thank you so Floyd's much, Floyd's already Diane. an adult. What are you talking This is... Oh, sorry. Of, are you trying to say my son is uh, not a sexy man who's going to... No, no. See, Diane, what I'm trying to say is... What I've tried, Alex is like looking up and down at Floyd, trying to find him attractive. And Floyd and is, uh, he's, he opened up the partition between the kitchen and the living room and is seductively posing with his towel. I, yeah. Floyd, have you ever thought about spanking? Cut back to the, <laughs> cut back to the town hall. Uh, yeah, no, we can definitely, sir, we can definitely, um, give you the package, uh, that has Church of Spankin' TV on it. Um, we will have to lay some pipe, obviously, at your residence. Um, okay, yep, uh, and that will be sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Uh, no, that's not. None of this is a joke. This is very real. This is a public access pornography network. Yes. Okay, you too. All right. Bye, bye now. Oh, hey guys, how was the uh, the termite call? <laughs> Uh, it was great. It was great. We got the person to move in with her mother-in-law's house, much like that episode of Raymond, which, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, how are things here? Oh, you know, good. We've been taking calls, uh, churning out high-quality, sorry, low-quality pornography. Um, Remember, Adam, at the end of the day, I'm bringing in the blacklight, and if I see anything... You will be removed from office. Uh, I think you will not be able to discern any stains on account of the completeness of the coverage. You see what I mean? You know what? That's fine. Yeah, no, I get it. Everything is going to be glowing. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yep, white floor. You're just not going to be able to tell. It's all going to be the same color. Um, uh, well, that's great. We did finish uh, the guest suites. We put in all the presidentials and the one that's a recreation of Ray Romano's bedroom. Um, speaking of, I, I really enjoyed in this episode, we finally got to see Ray's bedroom. Yeah, um, new dude, set. I totally forgot about that. We got to see his, his real bedroom. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk in the bedroom. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. So... Uh, Oh, wow. As we're walking down the hallway, obviously, you can see we've put up all of our portraits. We did get, these are not the originals, but they are faithful stick figure recreations of the presidential portraits for Chester A. Arthur, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, obviously, William Henry Harrison, who may not be Gilded Age, but might be, I don't know. Uh, We got that one. Um, I, I also took our new podcast art and framed it in there. Yeah. Just for us. On the oh, wow, ceiling. Look at that. As the Brown boys turn to look at the ceiling for the mural, you notice that termites disappear the the Harrison stick figure. <laughs> uh they just they just devour him. There's no trace of it left. It's and, like that uh, Banksy uh painting that shredded itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, except it's completely all the way through. Yeah. Yep. Um Oh yeah, Adam, that's for beautiful, the, Alex. For the for the Ray Barone uh, duplicate Sweet. room, did you also Sweet, Sorry, did you also get that poster, that celebrity that Ray had alone time to? I forget the name of her. Are you talking about the Farrah Fawcett poster? 
Yes. Yes. So as as you can see, see it's a faithful recreation of at least three quarters of the room. Obviously, we have no idea. There's no documentary evidence of what the fourth wall of that room looks like. So all we've done, based on the evidence in the episode, is that entire wall is a picture of Farrah Fawcett. Um, So hopefully, and don't worry, it's been waterproofed and everything. Um, (laughs) Good, good. You thought ahead. You know, hopefully that's faithful. That's our best guess at at what that's going to look like uh, or what that would have looked like in real life. Um, But yeah, the Ray Romano suite faithfully recreated. And of course, every 45 minutes, an actor is going to come in and play Ray. Um, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, one of the actors goes in, looks at the Farrah Fawcett poster and then slowly closes the door and locks it. Yeah. And then, and Uh, then obviously we we go to the live feed on Church of Spankin' TV for the Ray Romano four hours, uh, which it was difficult to find that actor. I mean, we held American Idol style auditions all over the country and handed out the golden tissue to people who were going to Limbrook. Um, we did get Simon. We got Simon, uh, and some people were really into it when he told them, you know, he did his thing. Uh, it's a specific kink, but a successful one. I will say also that I that um, I, I did enjoy this this scene this recreation. But one of the things is I'm looking at this room right now. I'm realizing. How on earth did they have room for both Ray, Deborah, and all three children in this room? We know for a fact at least the twins are also here. I imagine they didn't just give Allie her own room. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. How the hell did they manage this? Well, I mean, what other rooms would there be? I mean, there's Robert's room, and then ideally Frank and Marie have a room, and then the basement. The basement has a little, like, cot in it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're not going to put... You're, gonna, you're not going to put gonna, your granddaughter put the five-year-old, on a cot. Five-year-old yeah, in, in the really deep basement that previously I mean, held the Civil a gun. War. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, right, like there must be like a... I don't know, like a like a blow up bed or something that like the kids just sleep like they're there for a few days. They don't need like anything crazy. Yeah, maybe yeah, they even just put her the on the couch. The parent, They're young enough. The parents would sleep on the couch. The parents would sleep on the blow up bed. You don't put your five-year-old on a blow-up bed if there's a bed available to you, you know You're what I right. Mean? They probably... I bet what they did was Allie got the bed that was in Ray's room. The twins, they had some sort of, like, you know, set up. And then Ray and Deborah on the air mattress. Um, that would be and, my I mean, guess. We, we, know, we know Ray used the excuse of, like, the kid sleeping in the bed with uh, Deborah. And, you know, I bought that because, like, you know, it's very believable. Um, also that scene just reminded me of a, a very special and awkward night between the two of us, Mike. Um, I would, I would like to hear about that. Hold on. Let me lock the door. And, Sorry. Uh, that That's locked behind the Baroness. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to, you know, share? No, I mean, Mike, do you want to share it? Share what? Share it. No, our, our intimate moments. Absolutely not. That, is this, that, that's behind is the this more for of reason. the, uh, is this more of the, like, us speculating how the Barone, Ray and Deborah's family were sleeping in Ray's room, or is this Ray coming this into Ray Robert's Robert. room in this the middle Ray of the Robert. night? Can um, we at least tell them which of us were naked? <laughs> it was both, both of us. us. Right. Yeah. Um, was there I, I was, I, a so first nut of all, punch? Of a sort. No, but there was, there was a butt swipe. <laughs> it's a spanking. Sorry, thing. what were you going to say, Mike? Um... <laughs> Um, 
Robert did not strike me as the kind of guy that would sleep in the buff, to be perfectly honest with really? you. Really? It does I would seem imagine, very, yeah. It seems unclean. It seems unsanitary. That's why. I, which is, to be clear, hey, sleep how you're, however you're comfortable. But, like, I would imagine Robert as the kind of guy to have a full-on pajama with, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of, like, floppy hat that he wears to bed. <laughs> I, that, you know, when I he honks picture- news, it blows up, you know? I, I did picture him as a nightgown type of guy. But yeah. being in the buff doesn't surprise me because, like, you you say it's, like, unsanitary, but it's his own bed. He keeps it clean. Well, it's not like it's unsanitary. It's like Robert is so particular. Like, mm-hmm. I I assume Robert, he keeps that ass clean. So it's not, like, super unsanitary. But, yeah, I mean, you can... And also, I would wonder, does Robert... And I guess this comes down to sheets and, like, bedding and stuff. But, uh knowing how particular Robert is, like, is there a texture component there? Like, maybe he prefers the texture of the sheet to the texture of any pajamas that he might have had. Very possible, very possible. I think that it's like... But then again, even then, when you roll the wrong way, then the sheets are on a different angle. I feel like that would mess him up, too. I don't know. I don't, listen, obviously it didn't bother Robert, and I don't know if in Brad Garrett's contract he had to be nude in at least one scene... But we hit the con- that contract minimum. <laughs> he was in, he was nude it, in two we, scenes. Yeah, we exceeded saw, it. In the words of Ray, we uh, Robert. You was are a little too free with, with the body. Yeah, with the body. Yeah, and I mean, hey, listen, sex sells, and uh, Brad Garrett sells more. Uh, but Sold at the same time. Also, like we, this is yeah, this is skipping scenes, and I we're. I know that we're just walking the halls right now, trying to get to the get to the presidential bedroom. No, but what's on your mind? Well, yeah, we are going room to room. Uh, we just left Raymond's, and now we're heading down to the Andrew Johnson room, uh, which is not popular. And in fact, there are proceedings within Town Hall to impeach this room. But for now, you know, we'll go check it out. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. not up to us, believe it or not. Like, I'm the mayor, yeah. but like, that's. that's yeah, you above need a two thirds vote of the uh, custodians to pass mm-hmm. an yeah, yeah, custodial and vote. Like, and, and they are they are mostly really yeah they're not they're they're mostly Deborah's not Raymond's so yeah. they don't really they don't really vibe with me. Sorry, Mike, what were you saying? I was saying that like listen, brotherly uh, brotherly rivalry being what it is, and that's great, and I love it. But um, you ever guys ever you know flashed a nip in victory after winning an argument with your sibling? I did think it was a little. There were weird <laughs> vibes. Uh. Where uh, for his wife too. Ray, um, had, Ray said something in the room that was like I- iffy to me, and I'm not saying that like you know they can't joke about this stuff, but it I was getting like kind of incestuous vibes oh, from shit. Ray and Robert. Ray was hitting episode? on Robert. Is that what you're? Where, Guys, where your I, take is going? I don't know. Guys, Paul's coming. Know. I I can't let him see me. I'm hiding. I'm Paul. hiding. Uh, you, uh, oh, no. you see uh, Alex run into one of the, in the nearby rooms, and then uh, an eager-looking uh, Alex just ran into the Martin to, Van Buren suite to Mike and Adam. I heard we were talking about incest. Oh my God, Paul! Paul, listen. We, hey if how you, many times? How many times has HR talked to you? Seven. I know we can't fire you because you're a government employee, and you know you're unioned out the ass, and everyone's. Uh, Due process, sure, the investigations are ongoing, but Paul, we really just, it would be best for everyone if we did not spend any more time together. 
Like I hit pause when Robert's nipple was on screen. I mean, I did too. To be fair, it, it was, and, <laughs> this guy and, understands. And Adam does have the master remote, so it was paused for the entire uh, entirety of Limbrook for a solid two and a half minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we all, and then I, you know, gift it. Um, so we all got to watch Robert do that little move. Maybe, I, I think I had hid the remote for 45 minutes. So it was just... And this is not possible to convey over any sort of audio medium, but like... It was found in my room, by the way. Alex got really mad at me. You know, I was trying to find him to apologize. Have you guys seen him? Uh, no. Alex, I, I think not, Alex is busy doing mayor things, Paul. All right, so mayor things, okay. Yeah, I think what's your out? opinion, though, on... Listen, this is... Who cares? We just, we just gotta know. I wanna... This... He's got the area of expertise. What is your opinion on the incestuous uh, nature of the relationship between Robert and Raymond? Paul? Uh, yeah, Paul is the the head of the Department of Incest. Yeah, we that we still have it to be clear. In town, but the we've union been trying. That's strong. a holdover from Oscar they tried, the Mayor. They tried to replace it with the Office of Incense, but due to a typo, we're still here. And then we tried to force Mike in there as the Office of Insects, but that also didn't work. Mm. We no, just yeah, can't get rid of Paul. Taurus Terminator. Yeah, you guys are stuck with me like a bad STD. I liked this episode. <laughs> Specific parts of it, maybe? Yes, very much so. I liked uh, the kind of subtle, incestuous vibes okay, Robert yep. gave off in this one Did scene. you Do you want to talk about any other part of the episode? <laughs> When Robert came in in that towel, I felt weird things. All right. Well, that's fine. That's objectively not necessarily incestuous. <laughs> anyway, I think I should leave now. I'm going to go find out. Uh, yeah, go back to your quarantine area, Paul, where you are legally supposed to. I don't know why the guards let you out of there, but. Uh, Gary, they were off. Gary, they were Gary. One. Ah, shit. Uh, I got to go. Bye. I will okay, also say. Um, I'm firing that guy. Oh, hey, Alex. Thank you. Um, I will also say, say what you will about Paul. He is a creep. At the same time, he knew when to excuse himself. He can read a room. Like I can, That's he, true. He realized we weren't that yeah. into what he was doing. No, I, I'm, I, I'm definitely, were, I don't think we're ever going to see Paul again. <laughs> I hope not. We're trying to fire the guy. Yeah, no, definitely. I will say, um, though, I did enjoy the gag of the bath mat uh, yeah, me too. Robert wearing, especially because we already, like, I love the... Um, continuity of first of all the fact that one of the themes of one of marie's bathrooms is yellow is very funny to me um, yeah i thought i i thought for sure deborah was gonna pull like a marie and be like yellow's not a theme dear yeah uh, but she went obviously the other way of it uh with bleaching the towels incredibly rude right and very rude especially like we don't know how much marie paid for those towels like that could yeah. be costly Listen. Yeah, they started to take it really far here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they, they, in my opinion, they took it far as soon as the lasagna got ruined, right? Like, ah, ha, ha, feeding the cor- the kids corn dogs being, that's one thing. But as soon as you ruin the bath towels, Marie's in the right, and I hate saying that. Like, she's the yeah. victim. This is why it felt like it was, um, this is the first time I'm saying this, but I feel like Deborah went a little too far with the passive aggressive at this point. You're not like the first unscrewing person the, to say that to us today. <laughs> unscrewing the fridge and um, the towels is like, that's not just 
passive aggressive that's full on like sabotage um which Marie and Frank to be fair I guess Frank does this but not intentionally like fixing things until they're broken but Marie's not over there like you know taking Deborah's dinners out of the oven like it felt like a little she no she she oven. she is there she is there replacing Deborah's dinner with other dinners yeah. supplanting Deborah's dinner and Deborah kind of did that here just lazily yeah um I did think um Oh, Marie handing Robert the uh, hand towel was very funny, though. Um, that was beautiful. A little, little, bit of, of the little great bit of physical comedy. And uh, in honor of that episode, I replaced all of the town hall uh, shower towels with just little hand towels. I so, think that's uh, going to you... be very popular uh, with the guests who are who do sign the uh, the consent agreement for Spankin' TV. Okay. No, it will be. You're absolutely right about that. That's, yeah, that's, no, not, no, no, that's not a false statement. <laughs> I, it's, just, it's just like, you know, town hall. I tried not to bring my own personal politics into it, but now I'm realizing this is already the sexiest town hall has ever been. Yeah, it is very much in keeping with your yourself that we've uh, discovered over the past uh, year or so. Um, very sexy and, you know, obviously all of the oil paintings, or sorry, the stick figure drawings are nudes of the Gilded Age presidents. You just can't tell. You can't tell except for the stick uh, sticks, so to speak, at the uh, in the you know. Uh, we see another president go up in termites. The third leg, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Martin Van Buren's third leg. Um, I was just gonna say that. Um, I think Mike Tyson is here. Right? I feel like Mike Tyson should not be left alone for as long as we're leaving Mike Tyson alone. That man's a destruction hey, did you, force. Did you see him, Adam? I did check in. Did he Miss, check in? Well, I'm not at liberty to dis disclose the guests of the town hall, but I will say I'm I did the, check in Mike Tyson and um, Evander Holyfield and George Foreman is here. I mean, we're fairly booked up with boxers rocky rocky two is here the clones you know three four or five balboa is um is this another we got all TV those boxing rings event or is there this are they is just a, straight up boxing this is a co-production of spanking tv and uh ufc uh so we've got oh, all these famous boxers <laughs> who are gonna be doing get. mixed martial arts this is all technically sponsored content for big way so a W H E Y, not Big Way, which is yeah, no, uh, we, we, we follow. Well, there's the, the three. <laughs> Big Way is like a Milky Way, but with tra with uh, with nuts. Yeah, and then there's Big Way, the scale company. Uh, they make big scales. Yeah. Um. And then there's No Way. So we did make. <laughs> there's No Way, which is the absence of scale slash protein. Yes. Um. Yeah, Mike Tyson is here. And uh, all the boxers are here. It feels to me like, I, I don't know about you, but I, I just, I want to see this tournament. I want to see this. I'm very excited for this tournament. Is it being held in the presidential bedrooms? Yeah. So as you know, um, all of the presidential suites here are, they're connected by Jack and Jill bathrooms like the Brady Bunch house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be kind of like a Scooby-Doo thing where they're going to be running from room to room, punching each other 
uh, like sort of clotheslining each other. Um, <laughs> and we're just going to station a cameraman at one end of e- each end of the hallway uh, and just watch that go. And we're going to, we couldn't get the rights to yakety sax. We could get the rights to mumbling sax. So it's going to be sort of a downbeat, uh, but still zany event. Oh, did you get me the papers to sign for this event, by the way? I did. Yeah, they're in a folder on your desk. That's what that's called, right. a folder? Let's let's head back there. I want to sign those before I forget. Okay. Um, have you made any progress on the termite issue, or was it mostly this corndog transaction? I got a car full of them to crash. But what about... Okay, well, that, well, that was like a couple of them. There were termites in the house. What did you do about those? I got some corn dogs to evacuate the family. Termites we cut love to, corn uh, dogs, right? Diane Mayweather's house. Okay, so guys, we got this huge contract from the city. We are officially the contractors for this house, and I think we're going to want to start built up. We ate all the materials. We can't oh, build the no. house. Oh, no. Let's eat that one. Let's Tina, eat that Tina. house. Yeah, let's go. Tina, <laughs> Tina, Tina, I got a question. What? Are we going to still get the money? Because I think we really should invest it in a 401k. You know, termites don't live forever. And if we want to enjoy the last seven days of our lives, we really should start investing now in our future. Yeah, I think you're let's right. Let's kill David. <laughs> you want to kill David? I don't Guys, like 401ks. I'm trying what, to do you want a 403B or something? What do you want? A Roth IRA? We can I do kill a lot. David. I want to be a fire. We want to eat wood long into our lives. I don't know if now is a good idea to just like throw it all away. I don't know. I'm kind of. David in- gets stabbed. Oh I'm kind God. of interested in this sort of like Cain and Abel kind guys, of development guys, in termite we society. We each other. This is what they want, don't you see? Tina picks up a big rock, smashes David with it. I feel so ah! powerful! Zoom out to see Diana just like, Diane just looking at this. Diane is staring down at this, um, sort of like, uh, emotionlessly. She lifts her foot and completely ends this mid-Genesis termite society. One termite stands the side. <sighs> I'm gonna bet all that money on the fights! Let's go! And he runs away. <laughs> All right, the, come uh, back to here. I, oh, hmm, this is interesting. I just got a. Uh, we just got a fax come over the thing. It, it looks like we've sold out the fight. This is oh, great. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey. We sold right. out in-person attendance and pay-per-view. This is really good news. I've got good job, to say. guys. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. All right, so I mean. a lot of money for the town. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no kidding. I'm really excited. Mike, real for question, real quick question: Is the is the boxing ring that this fight is happening in? It's not made out of wood, is it? I I didn't. Should I have checked that? We flash forward to the fight where uh, all the boxers are standing in their bedrooms. They're getting ready. They're like shaking it out. They're getting the big massage. They're doing the oils and whatever. Uh, as stands full of just termites and like three human people. Are Those three human cheering. people, by three human people, by the way, are sitting all in a row. It is Mayor Alex, Adam Rudy, and then Mike G, uh, all sitting in a row, just kind of patiently, just kind of chilling, w- waiting for the hey, fight. Great seats, popcorn. guys. Yeah. Hey, um, 
did you did you get any uh can you guys pass pass the wood chips yeah yeah there uh, you go there you go oh thank you um i'll be honest with you guys i mean listen this was this was a this is a good time but um i'm a little scared for mike tyson and for floyd mayweather and for rocky and for, for first of all i didn't even know rocky was real i just thought it was sylvester stallone but i guess let alone that person. there are six of them yeah yeah there are six yeah. <laughs> there are six separate Rockies. My my money's on Rocky the Third, to be honest with to be perfectly frank. That's a good one. Well, you know, but, uh, Sylvester's too busy running the Stallone zone. He can't that can't possibly be him. No, no, no. It's a Rocky. It's Rocky close. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. but as much as I'm scared for this outcome the outcome of this fight, I will say I'm also I was also very scared by the hot close of this scene. Of this uh, oh, yeah. episode. Yeah. For that was, was actually a <laughs> great like uh I laughed out loud at that. That was so funny. Yes. That was a fantastic bit. Um, did you guys have... So, first of all, stealing the remote, obviously you don't do it. Did you guys have anything as a kid that, like, you could never touch, even, like, of your parents? No, not really. My family didn't have, like, a uh, like Grecian urn or anything, like, <laughs> fancy or, like, Fabergé eggs that we couldn't, like, that were kept behind a glass case or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think... I have that specific fear, and also my I, father is not an insane person who uh, screams at people about his remote. Yeah. I was allowed to touch the remote, but there was one day when I was like 13 when a remote was thrown at my head. Oh my god. Oh, um, what? By who? Yes. Uh, by my sister, oh. uh, uh, who I have not mentioned up until this point. You have a, I was uh, gonna say, you have a sister? Not hard to sister. see why. Um, no, I was talking to my friend, uh, on the phone, probably about Raymond, and she wanted the phone, and I said no, so she threw a remote in my head, and it hit me in the head. Did you drop the phone? No, I kept it, oh, and I nice. talked to my friend for, like, another half hour. For lying on the floor, about. bleeding out of the skull, you were, stayed on the phone? Yeah, I was like, call 911, he's like, I can't, I'm talking to you, <laughs> I was like, good point, <laughs> keep talking to me. Anyway. What a beautiful memory. Yeah, so no, I never had anything I couldn't touch. <laughs> what about you, Mike? I, I, uh, not, nothing that I say is going to be better than yeah. that story of you bleeding That's out. That's a true story, by the way. I believe it. That was said with conviction. Um, I also wanted to ask, was this a, um, was this thing, like, was this shot a reference to something? felt very specific to me. That it zoom did in feel, on Frank's face. Yeah, that it, felt like a, little it felt like a horror movie. Jarring, like, zoom and the jump scares of, you know, Robert coming in, sitting down in his room, and Frank slamming the door. He was hiding behind the door and uh, holding up the remote, like, menacingly. It did feel, like, very horror-esque as much as... Oh, and we also got, like, a weird uh, camera, like... Camera work in this episode was surprising of when Ray left the remote in Robert's room of panning to see that and like zooming into Robert's bookshelf. So I feel like they're definitely getting a, a um, more dynamic with like the camera work. I feel like as the show is progressing, the show creators are evolving and experimenting the format in new and interesting different ways to try and keep their audience engaged and keep them from giving us bad reviews. <laughs> keep giving them bad reviews, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think that's a, a good impulse for them to have, definitely, on the yes. show. Yeah. My, my big question about this episode for you guys, um, uh, along with just your general uh, overarching opinions, but uh, was this a good start for season three? 
I think so. I think it set like a a good tone. Um, you know, we play on the familiar theme of, you know, Marie and Frank are intrusive and make Ray and Deborah's lives difficult. So it was a really great like reintroduction to that, especially because we haven't watched the show in quite a few weeks. You know, with all the mayor stuff that we've been setting. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it really did. It was a strong episode, and it really set the tone. I agree. Good start. Very strong episode. Very funny. Uh, I was here for it, especially the monologue from Marie at the end, where it just proves that she's just ignorant to everything that Doctor oh, yeah. and Ray are feeling. Um, I just kind of deeply love that for the character that that is established. That's just complete blissful uh, ignorance on her yeah. part. Yep. She just understands herself as someone who gives and gives and does not see yeah. anything wrong with that. Uh, it, just like, you know, is completely blind to the complaints of those around her, much like any good mare. Uh, and that's what I strive oh, to shut, be. Shut, shut, shut up, Alex. The fight's starting. The fight's starting. Yeah, they're wheeling ooh, ooh. out that cart yeah, of remotes that they're going to throw at each other. This is going to be great. Right. Here we go. Here we go. And we see as the fight begins, all of the Rockies start going at it. All of the uh, all of the uh, the Floyd Mayweather and Mike Tyson start going at it. Mayweather goes down instantly. In a in a match between Rocky and uh, and and Mike Tyson in his prime, are you kidding me? Floyd Mayweather doesn't stand a chance. He could barely be. Yeah, Pacquiao. Mike Tyson, who's currently in his prime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, well, even though he's yeah, exactly, they reversed age, much like they clearly cloned Rocky six times. Um, oh shit! Mike Tyson age. took down Rocky. Oh, but here comes Rocky with a with a <laughs> surprise attack. Oh, um, and who's that coming up the rear? It's Rocky with Rocky by his side. And oh boy, there's Rocky cheering him on. All of the all of the Rockies are dogpiling, but it, it, it Mike Tyson throws haymakers left and right. He's out of it. He's out of it. He's standing up there. What? Mike Tyson just spontaneously is thrown in the air. Does three somersaults, lands on his face. He is out. But who threw the punch? You see the camera slowly starts to <laughs> zoom in. It's Timmy Termite from the top rope. He Timmy lives. Timmy Termite did it himself. God damn it. Did it. <laughs> Take that. This is what happens. This happens. This is what happens when a termite hits puberty, everybody. You can really do it here. I forgot I hit puberty. He forget he left his balls in the truck. Take that, Tyson. We see oh, all Mike. the termites uh, from the stands are pouring down into the ring, and they're forming a giant fist and are just hammering, hammering all of the boxers. They're getting hey, Mike, thrown around the hallway. <laughs> Guys, I think I found a solution to our termite problem. What? Who? Most of them seem to be here. We send out a calling signal, seal up the room after they all get here, infinite termite fight club. Yeah, let them oh, sell each matters. other to death. I was just, I was just gonna give all of them a free ticket to Aruba so that they could go on vacation. I like that much better. Let's just do Actually, it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm gonna co-sign Mike's plan. I don't really want to. Now that we've seen these uh, termites have personalities and inner lives, I maybe don't want to do a mass murder where they beat each other to death. That's we zoom That's in. We zoom in. By the way, on a very small uh, scale, to a group of termites who are not down in the fight. Margaret, I've I've been yes. trying not to tell you this, but I I just can't keep it inside anymore. I I just go ahead, Fernando. I just can't stay in this marriage any longer. Fernando, what are you saying? 
I don't love you anymore. <laughs> Sucks to me you, Nando. Let's go, Peggy. We got places to be, people to see. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm go sure. fuck Darren. So You're Fernando. What? <laughs> You're Fernando. Oh shit. Oh shit. Wait, are you fucking <laughs> Margaret? Let's be clear. I thought we were Wait, M is this a triangle? My name is Darren the Termite. I want to be 100% clear. I am down to fuck either of you. Which one is it? Well, what do you think, Fernando? Margaret, do you I think, think we should do this for our marriage? I think instead of ending our marriage, we should open it up. And then just at that moment, Alex stomps down on this beautiful scene. <laughs> uh, oh, I stepped in shit. Oh no! Oh my God! Well, I I think let's let's go the Jamaica route and uh, we'll see how that goes. Hey, termites! I got wood, and I hold up a tree <laughs> that I brought it with me. I hold you up hear the, the crowd start chanting, "Mike Scott Wood, Mike Scott Wood." <laughs> There's already T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, we cut out to the uh, to the uh, the street where people are filing uh, out from the fight from various sports bars on the street, and everyone is chanting. It's like the end of uh, Star Wars when the Death Star blows up. Everyone's cheering. We cut around different parts of Limbrook, Little Italy, uh, Little Koreatown, uh, etc., of people Little just fence. cheering. Mike Scott Wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Forget about it. The Baguette District. Uh, yeah. Mike Scott Wood, Mike Scott Wood. Uh, and all of the termites start proceeding out of the town hall, doing a big conga line. Mike is at the door handing out tickets to Aruba. They're getting directly onto a tiny plane. I see uh, I see Diane standing nearby uh, the entrance of town hall, uh, kind of seeing this insane show going on. And I just, I, I feel the need. I, I walk up to her and just, welcome to Limbrook. Uh, I think we are actually going to move. Um, so Can I have a corn dog? Well, now that you put it that way. Hold on. Floyd? Babe, I just lost the boxing match. Mike Tyson absolutely demolished me because he's a much, much better fighter. And the fact that we were listed in the same sentence is an insult to boxers everywhere. Yeah, he is in his prime now. Thanks for uh, staying on the phone with me while uh, he threw a remote at your head and you fell onto the ground. Yeah, yeah, no problem, babe. Uh, I was just going to say, you know that new business idea you've been looking for? Yeah. Well, listen to this. And she holds out the phone. Everyone's Mike chanting. Scott Wood. <laughs> well, Scott hold on, Wood. not that. She points it another direction where people are chanting, Corn dog, corn dog. <laughs> Babe, we're going into the corn dog business. And we uh, flash forward uh, to a montage. We see a montage of Mayweather family corn dogs being set up. Uh, the mother-in-law and Diane shaking hands, pushing Corndog through the uh, park and handing him out to people like ice cream cones. People are eating them like ice cream cones, licking them. Uh, <laughs> I'm standing. I'm standing nearby with my arm around Mike, and I say, "Mike, that's how you deal with termites." <laughs> Cut to the Barone boys sitting around uh, in the president's suite eating, or into the town hall, eating corn dogs. So, um, what do we put on the barometer? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. We got to do that. We were too busy solving the town's problems that we in no way created um, that we forgot to uh, put the barometer together. Um, So, yeah, the barometer, which obviously is the scale from one to ten on which we rate Ray's performance as a husband, brother, son, uh, house guest, uh, with one being the... Uh, bad men of television history, Walter White, Don Draper, and 10 being the um, the best TV dads of all time, Bob Saget. Yeah, Bob Saget, not Danny Bob Tanner. Bob Saget himself? Yeah, America's dad. Bob Saget himself, um, rest in power, and uh, uh, Uncle Phil, and Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson. Um, so, Mike, where is uh, Ray coming in for you on this episode? Uh, horrible house guest, horrible son, Horrible brother, not terrible husband. Had her had his wife's back. Um, I'm gonna call it a six. Oh, I'm gonna right. call it a six. I think that overall, the supportiveness of being a petty asshole with his wife is uh, was was good for him. I think that was good character development. Gotta gotta give him credit for that. I think that's worth a six. That's uh, puts right. him in the plus for me. Nice. I'm gonna uh, go with a. I think a five feels appropriate because, yeah, I do want to give him credit for he did support Deborah in this, but also kind of an asshole. Uh, The unscrewing of the fridge feels big to me (laughs) just because I wouldn't know how to do that. So it feels very intentional (laughs) and pointed. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm really not thrilled with him, but I I, he was okay. I mean, he didn't do a huge uh, Alex. Where are you? Where are you going, Al- Alex? Cut. Right. He's, Alex, what? I gotta go. He's mayor business or, or something? Sorry. Or? Phone call. Oh, no. All right. Oh, well, God. What? Paul. You're gonna have to... Paul, we don't want you right now. Paul. How did you I get in Paul. the desk drawer, Paul? Get, can you get out of here? <laughs> desk God, drawer. you fold up so compactly. What do you Paul, want? All right. You're here now. I want to know. What did you think of, of Ray's behavior in season three, episode one? <laughs> uh, are you sure you don't want to ask me about Robert? I really no, don't. I want about, I in want fact, I'm I'm afraid asking you about Ray. Okay, um, Raymond. Raymond gets Raymond gets a one out of ten. Wow. Oh. Okay. That's very very Why? extreme. What What is your rationale there, Paul? He. I can't even say he rejected. Oh no! Robert's advances. Oh, oh God. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, Paul needs to leave. And no, goodbye. Wait, I, uh, nope. Get back wait. in the drawer. Uh, put the Gary. lock on that one. We don't need to hear any more of that explanation. Oh no! Um, sorry, guys. Phone call. We've um, got to fire that guy. Uh yeah. No, I I swear to God. Like I guess there's a door in the drawer. I don't. I don't know. I believe um, it is a Narnia situation. It's the IKEA whatever. Narnia desk. That that's what happened. I mean, what? I mean, we're just about out of time. I don't really yeah, have time so to Mike, really uh, talk yeah. about the. Paul. Yeah, we'll, we'll Mike, just what? Count, uh, we'll just count Paul's as as Alex's. That rounds us out as a four for this episode. Okay. For well, I mean, Ray's that behavior. feels mostly right. I mean, I, I mean, maybe he was about I don't the middle. think so. That seems pretty middle. Yeah. You did good. I don't know. Well, we don't have time to hear your explanation, unfortunately, Alex, because we do have to, you know, get on to more public service and. Uh, that's true. 
Well, uh, we do want to give a just reiterate our sh- uh, we do want to give a shout out to Sebastian and Phil who both donated to Post Fund and got access to the Baronis Sonus. We also want to shout out Stuart, uh, who sent us an email breaking down, and this is extremely helpful, actually, breaking down the characters' ages for us and letting us know exactly how old Ray is and when he was born. Um, so, uh, we will which is, be by the way, 1959. That. Um, we will be referencing that as we go forward. I really do appreciate yeah. that. I've our we're, we faxed it to ourselves so that we have a printout of it and we've put it, taped it it's up on. F- it's currently framed right there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, anything else we need to discuss aside from the usual housekeeping? I think just uh, reach out to us at Raymond at PostFund.org, uh, at Barone Zone on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, uh, before we go. I also wanted to, I, I mean, look, it's the first episode of season three. It's a big one. Okay. I wanted to once again, just thank you all uh, for coming in, listening all the way to the end. Next week, keep an eye out for season uh, three, episode two, which will also be playing all over Limbrook. If you're not living in Limbrook, maybe considering uh, journeying over so long as you are not a small insect that eats wood. Uh, you are always welcome here. Stop by. I'd be more than happy to take a uh, a photo with you. Mike will take it. Um, and I won't be involved and, at all. And Mike and, and Adam will watch in the corner restraining Paul. Uh, we promise. Uh, we're probably we're gonna fire him. I never want to see that man again. I really I don't, like don't. I'm I'm regretting bringing him back. He sucks, and I hate him. Uh, regardless, uh, there's only one real last thing to do, and that is our classic sign-off. I get to say it for once. That's right. Everybody loves Raymond. And we love you.